Hey there, welcome to A Woman's Sacred Truth, a podcast where we are going to explore some uncomfortable and often even painful experiences, but also the joy and satisfaction that comes from moving beyond what has hurt us as we reach new levels in our life, which feels like, honestly, the best thing ever. Hello, hello, welcome you guys. Episode five, amazing. Okay, today you get the privilege of meeting Christy from Canada. She's gonna blow your socks off, I'm serious. She's my age, so she's really powerful. Christy has moved through her core wound of guilt. She has successfully and I can say that with 100% accuracy, you'll hear why, released that and, and healed that and through incredible forgiveness. She has come to a place of truly being the matriarch now in her family from such a, a place of love and power and deep wisdom. She's just absolutely incredible. I love her. I'm really happy you're here with us and you're going to learn a lot from Christy's experience. Let me tell you. Welcome to A Woman's Sacred Truth. Enjoy. I am chatting today with a beautiful friend of mine, and so I'm just going to get her to introduce herself. Christy, can you give me a little uh, brief little snapshot of, uh, I was going to say slap shot. I'm thinking Canada because I know you're going to say Canada. <laughs> uh, snap shot of who and where and any little pertinent details that you might think that someone listening would like to know. Thank you very much for oh, yes. um, inviting me to I come and wait. have a chat with mm. you. I, I totally appreciate it. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm, uh, I am the mother of dragons. Three beautiful, lovely. <laughs> Christy from Canada. It's Christy from Canada. Yes, I am. Um, I'm a mother of uh, three beautiful daughters and young adult daughter. Well, young adults, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, they are now adults. Yes. Well, and well, one of them already has, I already have three grandkids. So those are beautiful. Oh, you're so lucky. Um, grandparenting is so much uh, more fun. <laughs> than <laughs> And you're younger than me. You're a year younger than me. Um, and I have, I've actually already told my son. Yes. Because he brought it up. I didn't bring it up, but he brought it up. It was like, he was talking about when I'm a dad <laughs> and I was like, Oh, are we talking about this? Okay. I'm going to put in my request now. I would like granddaughters. Give me granddaughters, plural. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, you know, I'm, this isn't my quote, but I did have somebody say to me, you know what, Christy, you love your children, but you're in love mm. with your grandchildren. And it is so true. So true. Yeah. And here's the thing. And this is what I really want to get into with you and share because you had daughters. And you, because I know you, I've known you for a couple of years, you had a very complicated and complex, let's say, relationship with your very own mom growing up. Yeah. So I am fascinated because I didn't get a daughter. I am one. And I, you know, just that end of the spectrum of the mother-daughter relationship, <laughs> it's something. And I'm sure it's exactly the same with fathers and sons in a different way, but it's a very... It's a complicated dynamic, right? Because mm -hmm. they are your mirror. Ah, and you've got had three young mirrors as a right, right? mothering that. 
And when we met over two years ago, I think it was about two and a half years ago when we first met, Mm -hmm. you know, that was the main thing that we really started to dive into was unraveling some of that complexity that had kind of put you in a, in a place. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's literally like 20 things I want to dive into right now with you about this whole, like, and so let's, let's start at the (laughs) beginning and let's have you just maybe share a little bit of um, some of that complicated complexity that you and your mom growing up, what that was like and how she um, treated you and just what your relationship was like. What would you like to share about that? God, I, I love my mom. Uh, I, I mean, I, I absolutely adore her. Uh, she's gone now. She's been gone now for about 22 years. She died young. She, she died at age of 54. So, um, so my mom was a single parent for many, many years. And I, I didn't know my biological father. So we really sort of had that, you know, growing up, we were like besties. And, and um, I, I really, it's interesting, you know, after our conversations, there really was... Um, understanding the masculine and the feminine and you know being raised by a single mom um found that i was often in my masculine taking care mm. of you know very logical and wish she was the emotional one and i was always felting you know feeling as though i could support her and we talked a little bit about that not being able to be emotional around her because i i wasn't allowed to you know the the feeling of uh, always being a burden right so i can't right. be a burden you know you need to be a, a good girl you know and and you know be the strong one and and always sort of present in that manner and and really did take that up until the day she died that's that is how my journey right. with my mom sort of developed she ended up marrying a second time and I had younger younger brothers significantly younger but initially it was just you and her right initially it was just her and I yeah yeah and so I have to point out because you used that word bestie (laughs) right and so this is something that you know it's called codependent (laughs) when a mom a parent kind of puts especially with a daughter right because again it's that mirroring the feminine to the feminine we see each other And she sees herself in you. And when it's just the two of you, it kind of feels really cool in a way, like the intensity of that relationship and being a bestie, being that friend. And she's sharing and putting all of her stuff on you and sharing everything with you. So you feel like a friend. But as we know now, that's not really the healthiest kind of relationship that you want with a child to a parent, right? Because it forms those codependent bonds. And like you just said, and this was a word that came up again and again and again, was like this burden yeah, because she's putting all of her things on you and sharing everything with you. And for a little person, that is a burden. Yeah. 100%. And it's heavy and it makes you feel what? For me anyway, it, it, it makes you feel small, like you shrink yourself, right? So you become less of who you really are, because you're trying to Mm -hmm. appease, and, you know, not sort of rock the boat. And, and and really, you Mm -hmm. start to carry the burden. I mean, I can remember even being in my, you know, mid 20s, people saying to me, Oh, you always got the you look like you've got the world on your shoulders all the time. And I'm thinking, well, I do like, Right. But it's so funny because it's like financial, emotional, this, that, whatever. And so then as a, as a kid, even a teenager, even a young person in their twenties, 
you can't solve or fix or and so then you end up feeling quite guilty guilty yeah a lot of guilt a lot of shame um a lot of guilt and shame for sure carrying um yeah and and i and i i guess i i yeah that's that's exactly how um it wasn't mine though. I mean, that's one thing that I realized now that guilt and shame wasn't my guilt and shame. It was hers, you know, and, and, and yeah. And, and this, this isn't to lay blame or to say, Oh, you know, I had a horrible childhood. I mean, good Lord. And, you know, we sort of talked about this a little bit too. It's like she died young. So there was a bit of an immortalization where you put them on a pedestal and then like, well, I'm not going to talk ill of them. Right. I'm not going to talk ill of her. You know, as you and I talked a little bit more and the unfolding started to happen, it was a realization that, oh, my goodness, it wasn't all perfect. And and that isn't my shame. And that's not my guilt. And and so, you know, (laughs) tell me about it. (laughs) Wow. Tell me about Uh, it. Just, you know, being able to um, being able to recognize that and being able to verbalize it and to say, Okay, it's okay. I can let that go. Literally put the baggage down. It what it wasn't fair to kind of even be like given all of that baggage, no. told about it, shared about it, right? Put all of that on you. You love her. You want to help. You want to support because that's what yeah. you know. That's what we do. Yeah. You want to fix. You want to help. You want to hold. You want to, but you literally yeah. don't have the capacity or the, even the consciousness level or the the wherewithal, the resources, anything, right, to do anything with it. And so you internalize it all, right? And hold it. I mean, I can, I can say that I'm, I'm thankful that I got to experience that Mm -hmm. because I am who I am today because of that experience, right? Um, But you're absolutely right. You internalize it. And part of internalizing it and and then turning to something else to numb and negate and to to um, shrink myself, you know, you're finding substance or something else other than, yeah, yeah. because exactly that it's internalized. That cycle continued. I mean, that cycle continued with my own daughters. Just being able to 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 as i said being able to articulate it now and i mean hindsight's always 2020 and this isn't about me looking no. back and feeling guilty about you know what i mean feeling guilty about decisions that i made while raising my girls but rather being able to to speak truth to them and say you know and help them find mm-hmm. the healing that they need in their own lives i yeah i had three girls and I have to say that I put it on my oldest one. My oldest one, it was mm-hmm. the same relationship that I had with my mom, right? It's that codependency and well, the expectations. And and because you hadn't healed yet what was right put. And even just thinking of your mom for a moment. No, no. To understand Absolutely. why that was all then. She was the youngest of 12. That's right. She was. And in that generation, oh my God. And she had a pretty heavy religious background as well is that is that right eventually okay. she was a bit of a she was a bit of a rogue <laughs> but just to like even just imagining that of what she went through and the kind of burdens and the way that she was mistreated and mm-hmm. all of that right like so it just kind of keeps getting passed down passed down until someone starts to realize oh it does. maybe this isn't Maybe I'm actually going to deal with this instead of just like allowing it to like fester and let me project it out, right? It's like, 
what really is the underlying pain here, right? Like what am I either numbing from, escaping from? Let me really just sit with it and be with it and bring some love into it, right? Knowing now this, and this is like your core wound, right? Of the guilt and the burden and the heaviness and all that. So I think it's really amazing how you have found a way literally just in the last year and a half to, I would say, forgive and accept and not in that order because acceptance comes first, actually. That was such a big theme for you is just accepting and accepting. So (laughs) welcoming in that love. And I would say, because when we talked the other day, you actually, like I just about fell off my chair when you told me (laughs) what's happened in last year. So now I know that you have fully accepted and forgiven because the proof now is the transformation physically. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Well, (laughs) amazing. Oh my God. (laughs) So what have, what, what have you released? What have you released over the last year and a half? So, I mean, what haven't you released? <laughs> well, I, I mean, really, I, it's it, it really, yeah, there, there's a shift that I think happens. And um, it's not without the work. And it's not mm-hmm. without continued Absolutely. work, if that makes any sense. Being able to make some decisions health wise, I, you know, knowing that, that I'm not healthy, so really committing to uh, my health and committing to letting things go that I think were, were those unhealthy coping techniques that, I mean, I, mm-hmm. again, no shame, no blame here at all for anybody, but alcohol, food, um, mm-hmm. sex, you know, shopping, whatever it may be, really being able to, to focus on, on getting healthy. And that with that came a significant weight loss, um, you know, close to 100 pounds. And I've, yeah. you know, gotten rid of physically. I mean, I'm not gonna, I had medical, some medical interventions. I had, you know, yeah. like I, I sought help is what I did. Until you're at the point in your life where you go, I can remember me and before I met you, I can yep. remember. And I, if this is just specifically, I remember telling a really good friend of mine. And of course I'm, you know, uh, jokey, jokey, jokey. And I'm always joking. I'm the joker. Mm-hmm. We were sitting at the table, probably having a bottle of wine or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm dead inside. Yeah. And I really was, I literally yeah. was dead inside, was dead. Where you yeah. feel nothing, that that numbness, that, and it was until I accepted the fact that I wasn't okay, yeah, and being able to accept that it's okay not to be okay, and reaching out, and then and only then was I able to be able to you know let go and and really dive in. Yeah, it's one of the first things you said to me was like, I don't want to die young. My mom died young. I don't want to die young. Yes. <laughs> So it's like, just like that, we draw a line in the sand because it's like, I'm going to stop hating myself and hurting myself. How do I have to do this? And that's kind of what we started to just like, okay, let's look at all the ways that you've been hating on yourself and hurting yourself and why, what are the stories, 
all the things we tell ourselves. And, you know, this was the thing, right? Like going back, like your mom was pretty, pretty hard on you, right? Pretty harsh on you, the way that she spoke to you, criticizing the shameful comments and things like that. And so it sets us up to believe that about ourselves, right? And then we just beat ourselves up. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I'm an educated woman. I, I, I read, I read an awful lot. I have a very good sense of discernment and ability to to sort of pick things out. But, you know, be damned if I couldn't figure this one out. Right? I couldn't figure it out. You can't see it because you're in it. Because you're in it. It's that silly little saying, which is, you know, I say it all the time now, actually. I love it so much. You can't see the forest (laughs) for the trees. You're just one tree in the center of this forest of yourself and everything that's ever happened to you and has been said to you. And it's like, where do you even start to clear the forest? Right. It's like, you can't even see it. Where do you start? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it really literally blew me away. You know, it's not that I didn't know that it was there, but it Mm. blew me away just how deep Mm. and how far it's interesting. I mean, and I don't know if it's self-sabotage, but I mean, it really is a battlefield mind, you know, like you're, you're, you're in constant battle um, with those thoughts, you know, and, and you have to. Well, self-sabotage is actually just self-protection because we're so, it's so painful. True. So we do whatever yeah, we true. can to like numb and escape. Right. So like, I love what you said. It's like, you know, the drinking, yeah. food, sex, shopping. Was that the fourth one you said? We'll do whatever we can, right. To escape our own pain. We'll just like pretend it's not there, but then you reach a point and yes. maybe it's the weight or maybe it's the substance that just is like destroying your world. And then we're like, okay, actually, I'm just going to start looking at it all. Yeah. And bringing some acceptance into it all and therefore l- yes. love. And again, for you specifically, it was this incredible, the burden, the guilt of that burden was the heaviness sitting on your shoulders. And over time, the weight just keeps piling up on top of that, right? That's the, you know, the quote, the baggage, right? Yes. And so for you to see it all, kind of accept it all and where it, it all came from. And I, I know that it brought this whole other level of love for your mom and understanding and compassion for her. She was just doing her best. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And then I think what was the final like turning point for you was this like, when the heart finally opens and the love floods in and the compassion and the understanding and the acceptance and all that goodness, we're able to forgive. I don't know if it was a needing to forgive her or a, a, a forgiveness of self more than anything. I don't want to come across as some, oh, this is the epiphany. And it really has been a journey and it's been a journey of up and downs and it's not linear, right? Like it's not, for me, it was a matter of, of forgiveness because I was I was so angry with myself because I had allowed myself to get to where I was and I, and I knew better. And I, and that came from growing up, having those burdens or like, you know, better, you know, better, you know, better. It's a beautiful, beautiful journey of hope and of forgiveness and of love and you're right, acceptance, compassion, on and on. And I mean, I mean, there's so many adjectives and, you know, you can use, but 
or verbs, adjectives. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And I think you kind of reached that stage of just like, you just kind of finally waved the white flag. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Huh. You're allowed to cry. <laughs> Crying no, is good. I've been doing really good. See, the, see, there's still stuff that you've got to work. I know. It's not an, it's a forever, everyday thing. I'll never forget when you told me that little story. It was so profound. It was if you were at a funeral and you were like nine years old. And your mom basically told you to stuff it because you were <laughs> crying. And this is exactly what's happening in that moment yeah. right now. These voices, right? These things we get told from people that we love and it stings, you know, it just cuts us so deeply in those moments, whether it's a criticism, right? Or like a shameful word or like, how dare you cry? And not even how dare you just like, don't. It's like, <gasps> yeah, like cuts right yeah. to the core because it usually <laughs> happens in moments when we're when we're young, we're growing, we're developing, but it happens in these moments when actually our hearts are wide open and we're like, ah, oh, you know, we're like either like filled with joy yeah. or happiness or like we're open to sharing something or we're crying. And just like that, it's like the knife comes mm -hmm. usually mm -hmm. from a parent and we get that harsh word. It's like, oh, so we just close up and just like that, the wall is built. Yep. And it's like, okay, <laughs> won't be doing that again or allow that kind of opening or that kind of expression or that kind of, nope, okay. Yeah. And then here we are. It, it, like, it almost seems crazy. Like we're grown ass yeah. women and we're still being controlled by that painful wound. I know. Wow. Decades later. Wow. I'm still retracting. I'm still shutting down or closing off or retreating or whatever because it hurts. Yeah. That's part of the human experience. That's part of the journey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and the great thing is, is being, yeah. go, oh, oh, look at what I just did. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just shut down. Feeling, I'm feeling quite, you know, moved and quite emotional. Oh, look, I, I just shut down. Not even, you know, being able to recognize that. Oh, well, maybe there's still some work to be done there. Believe me, there's always like another little like corner in your heart. That's what it always feels like. Like, oh, I'm in a new little corner over here and it's a little bit shadowy because I'm hiding something or scared of something. And it just feels yes. dark because I haven't like come into contact or haven't integrated that little, like I said, that little aspect, that little corner of it. It's like, oh, and then you get in there and you're like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm super emotional. There's always a tear and it's like, oh, another layer. Wow. But as soon as you move through it, it's like more freedom, more power comes through and we land a little more deeply in our truth. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. We troll, uh, totally do. I, I, I never understood that. I didn't. Now I'm, now I'm, now I get it. And it's funny because even mom would say, you know, and she was very, uh, I'm going to say deeply religious. She was extremely, she loved, um, she loved God. She loved Jesus. 
that Holy Spirit bound, like she was just, you know, a holy roller. And she'd always used to say about wanting, you know, asking God to clean the corners of her heart. So you actually just articulating that right now just totally speaks to me <gasps> because oh. as soon as you said white flag waving, I just waved the white flag. There was a physical response to that. And I understand where that is coming from because it's a matter of, yeah. okay, you need to let go, right? Yeah. Again, you're not in control. I am. That's amazing because when I was literally just saying that, I have never in my life said it like that, articulated it. Like I always just say surrender. It's my favorite <laughs> word. And for whatever reason, I'm like, it's coming out in this really new way for Christy. Okay, I'll just go with it because I can see the visual. <laughs> and I love that that like hit for you. That was something with you that I I really was like, oh, when you initially shared with me around never wanting to lose that mystical connection. And you knew that you were like hanging on by a thread there, like when we first met. So what has reopened for you? Like, where has that kind of landed for you in the last year or so? I don't want to perseverate no. on, on alcohol, because I, I think it is a soul stealer. And the more it became my best friend, the more I believed in the lie that this was creating some type of blanket for me, a cozy little friend, you know, he doesn't judge me, it doesn't, yeah. um, it doesn't uh, yeah. uh, make fun of me, or, you know, it doesn't criticize, like, the deeper and deeper I got into it, the further and further away I got from my true north and my foundation, which, which for me is, is God and Jesus and, you know, the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you something, it chases you. Mm -hmm. It, it chases you. It does. If you listen close enough, or if you just take a moment, you'll hear it. And it, and whatever that is, however that comes through, there were many, many years where, you know, deep, deep inside, it was like, you need to give that up. Oh, no, no, I can't. No, no. The voice, right? Spirit speaking to you. It, you don't miss it. And then the yeah. ego clicks in. Oh, no, you could just have one drink. Just one. Like, that's your ego. Yep. <laughs> Or, you know, the devil on the shoulder and the angel on the shoulder. That's such a great way Duh. to, because that's what it is. Yeah, that and, and however, you know, however one wants to um, identify that, that's exactly what I'm, that's exactly what I'm trying to say is, is, is that. Well, and I love that we're talking about this because I did that post. I think it was the last thing I posted just the other day. Spiritus contra spiritum. It, with alcohol specifically, if that happens to be the way that you're numbing, escaping, right? Um, not one of those other ways. Alcohol ha does have this unique way of giving you a very low frequency spiritual high or vibe or connection or something. But it's a low frequency spiritual like, oh, right? But it, it's there. And that's why some people call it the spirit stealer, right? But you actually are getting this little spiritual something, mm -hmm. um, but it's low vibe. And so when you finally realize this or get tired of the low vibe yeah. spirit connection and you want the high vibe spiritual connection, you'd think everybody would just be like running for it. Like what? It's a higher frequency spiritual connection, this like, you know what I mean? God source, right? But they don't because it, it freaks everybody out. It, it's, it's so scary to go that high, to be that great, that filled with that much love. Actually, we freak out. No, no, I'll just take this like little bit over here. 
when there's this whole other like multidimensional next, it's not even next level. It's the ultimate level. We're we're so funny as human beings. We like we actually run from the greatness. We run from all that love and that kind of like ultimate high. We want to get the fake low vibe high. Yeah, it, it's like it's so wild. Being a human being is the funniest little thing. Yeah. We're silly creatures. I say that all the time. We are such silly creatures. No, no, I'll just settle. I'll settle over here in my little oh. pile of, right? Scarcity, lack, blah, blah, blah. You know, just a little bit of this. I'll just settle. It takes so much courage to, to open arm. No, no. Give me the million dollars. Give me all the love. Give me the highest high. Because like, what do you do with it? We're so funny. Do I really deserve this? <laughs> I mean, look, it's like, what, what, am I, what am I supposed to do with this? Like... But I'm scared of way better. This is way better. But exactly. Absolutely. Because you're so scared of, I'm going to screw this up. Or, you know, like one of the biggest difficulties I've had since coming to where I'm at right now is when all of those things start to fall away, when the chaff starts to fall off, it's almost like you've been loosed and you, you're not tethered. And so you, you look around, right? You start looking around, start looking around and start looking around. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if, you're, if you're not grounded, if you're not focusing on what, and I'm going to say it again, your true north, like what your purpose is. I, I mean, I found it extremely difficult because I had, I didn't have the alcohol to numb these feelings that I was feeling. Mm, I didn't, I, 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 I couldn't eat. I don't, I don't, I, I, I want to stuff my feelings and, you know, like it's wild and it's a lot of fun. It's crazy fun if you just dive in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you say the true North because that's, you know, my whole thing here is like, let's anchor in and align with the truth. What is my truth? And can I stay aligned and connected to it no matter what. I'm not going to get let any story from my past or you know some emotional this or that like no. I am going to just like uh stay with it. You're in a re- remarkable human and here you are now coming back to kind of being the mother <laughs> of three beautiful daughters like how's that been unfolding now that you've made these massive, you know, realignments and shifts in your life? over the last year, because you've got these young women looking to you and seeing you. And what's that been like for them to see the, really the real you now? This is the real, absolutely. And I think that Mm -hmm. I've always been there. I think that I've had healthier periods where, you know, maybe I wasn't where I am now, but, but it's interesting because they, it's almost like they'll look at me and go, well, there you are. Good to see you, mom. Like, you know, you know what I mean? There's almost, um, mm. we've missed you, right? Like, a, there's a celebration, I think, for my daughters to see, to watch that journey for me and to be able to come out on the other side, which I think allows for the relationship for all of us to deepen mm-hmm. that much more. My God, I will say raising three girls uh, is, um, well, I, I deserve a medal. I, that's all I have to say. I think you I, do. I'm going to own it. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, but wow, what a, what, 
What a blessing. Mm-hmm. What a blessing. It almost like took you to the edge. And now it's the whole reason that you've come like full spectrum. To be a woman and to raise three, you know, I, I, I say, well, one out of three ain't bad. Mm. But, you know, you, to, but they're all so unique and they have their own journey. And I do love them equally, even though they say that's a lie, but, you know. <laughs> But to see my my middle daughter, who is now a mother on her own, um, God, it's I, the words just can't. I I just have no words. I just have no words. Mm-hmm. The honor I wear, being uh, blessed yeah. to have had an opportunity to navigate this journey with those three beautiful mm-hmm. women. And they are young women. I couldn't be more thankful and more blessed. I love, you know, and what else is coming through here right now is that the guilt is gone because you're not saying it. So, and I can feel it and I can see it. You're like, you have forgiven yourself. Like you have welcomed in a level of love for yourself that is like commendable, like let alone, like, I mean it, because you you wouldn't, this wouldn't be coming out and coming through if it was still there. You are like literally praising yourself, loving on yourself. It's the most beautiful thing. And every, I, you know, I would hope, <laughs> again, you know, this is giving permission yeah. to every other mother who, yes, I may have had some rough patches and years and this and that where I am not proud of maybe how I was showing up or mothering, et cetera, et cetera. But like, whoa. Oh, God. Look, I, this is just the proof right here that it's gone. It has dissolved. You have forgiven. Yeah. You have moved into that next level of just loving. <laughs> it's a crazy, crazy, wild journey. And I. And that is a gift. Oh, man. It's a gift you've given yourself, but in giving all of that forgiveness to yourself and releasing every last ounce of guilt, you give that gift to your daughters then, right? It's liberation. So they have no burden. Anyone that hears, hears that, that story and, and, any, and any part that resonates, I am, um, you know, you overcome. I, I mean, I can also remember, mom, you overcome by the word of the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So this is my testimony to anybody me in the here, you know, this. Lean um, into those shadows, those darker bits, going, the painful right? bits. Question why. It's coming. Right? You've it's coming. Just and, and, got to and, unravel it, to liberate yourself, free yourself. But like you, you know, I, I did it all for my kid. That's was my, I couldn't really do it for myself initially, initially, right? Um, and that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's okay because once yeah. you start you know once you really get on that path of like no no I'm figuring this out I am making these improvements and these shifts yeah um you just keep doing it because it just gets higher and higher and better and better right it really does and it's exciting it is there's like this thrill this excitement that comes like people think you're crazy <laughs> but you're really not <laughs> Let them think you're crazy. I know. I know. It's good. <laughs> All right, you. I'm going to ask you those three beautiful questions. Maybe that's what I'll call them. Okay. The three beautiful questions. So 
close your eyes and just, you know, drift into whatever comes through here. But please share with us when or where do you experience the greatest sense of freedom? Where do I feel that? I feel it when I let go. Hmm. I feel it when I wave the white flag hmm. and and then I'm free. <laughs> yep. Finally, right? We just surrender and we literally let go. Yes. Yeah. I get you. Oh, I get you. <laughs> I know what, for some people that might, if that sounds esoteric to you and you can't quite grasp it, you need to send me a message. Uh, we need to talk because once yeah. you get it, it's like, oh, how or with whom do you feel the fullest sense of love? I feel the fullest sense of love with uh, oh my god! I hope this doesn't sound egocentric. There are different types of love, and and I am the fullest in in agape love, in in that God love. That's where I feel yeah. the fullest. I love it. And in the infinity of life, <laughs> where you are, Christy, where we are, what do you know for sure? What is your sacred truth? My sacred truth. So that would be my true north. Is that I am worthy. I am worthy. That's a good one. It's solid. It is. And it's real. It is. And actually, I can say this. It's the absolute truth. It, it, it's it's yeah. the birthright because there is individual truth, our truth right now in this moment for where I'm at in this chapter of my life. There's that kind of a truth. Yeah. And then there's absolute truth, which is like God's truth, right? That yeah. birthright truth. Yeah. So I love mm -hmm. that. It's been so much fun. Talking to me is always fun. I just love time with you. It's it's just, it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, I, I can't actually even express, like I can't put it into words from when we first met, you know, like two and a half years ago until now, the kind of, you know, energy and feelings that we were sitting in then until now is just like you have climbed your Mount Everest. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Go. Oh, and there's more <laughs> peaks after that, but like you've done the heavy lifting or it's really the opposite, right? You've really put it all down and just been like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just like that, you ascend to the top of the mountain. And so yeah. now there's just little mini peaks, you know, from here on out. Oh, Christy, you are just like, seriously, so much beauty and wisdom and goodness coming radiating out of this woman oh what a what an honor what a privilege i'm serious my canadian soul sister isn't she something else oh my goodness that was just so great chatting with her and having her share part of what she has gone through in her life that has brought her to this magical place now so happy for her oh my goodness and her daughters and her grandkids and the way that she um, shared with us about her deep spiritual love, such an important piece in Christie's story and there for anyone, okay? There's a kind of love and a kind of high that is available to anyone and everyone if you really go down that path of connecting with a higher source of spiritual love, God's source, agape, whatever you want to call it, it's all good. So yeah, any questions? I want to know if there's anything about Christy's story that resonated. If you've still got some 
unhealed, unresolved, unforgiven grief and burden that you're carrying. I know there's millions of you out there that are, and you too can surrender and let it go. It's a real thing, okay? If you've got any questions around any of, of what we've shared and talked about, just drop it in the comments or send me a DM on Instagram. And if you share this podcast, please tag me and send it to your friends. It's so inspiring, okay? Give the podcast a follow. And next week, oh ho ho, you're going to be meeting Jennifer. She's from the US. She's going to blow your mind too. Love you, ladies. Bye.